People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, brought to you by Send It Rising Internet Marketing, episode 254. Our guest today is a return guest. Uh, her book is sitting next uh, to my bed on my nightstand. She just won the National Association of Women Business Owners, Business Owner of the Year. So excited for our guest today. We're going to be chatting with her in just a minute, but just in time for a quick recap of the most relevant social media news of the day. All links to the articles that I'm referencing are in the description, cnet.com. This Google Chrome rival is the browser to use if you're worried about online privacy, what to know. So according to them, Brave browser blocks, trackers, and third-party cookies that monitor your activities you travel across the web but the browser also gives you control over what you do and don't want to be blocked. There is another browser that plants trees. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but that's very cool. They take, uh, what they learned is you can basically take the Bing search um, functionality um, if you partner with them, which they did. And uh, so they're basically using Bing and they donate um, the profits from the revenue that they receive to plant trees, which is very, very cool. But uh, if you're interested in privacy, I know there's DuckDuckGo um, and also Brave Browser, which I've never heard of that you can check out now that you are aware of it. CNBC.com, how influencers fit into Twitter's plans to double revenue by 2023. You've heard me say it many times on the show. I am not a big fan of Twitter. Um, I think that these plans to double revenue, I'm probably gonna be wrong. Watch me be wrong. But uh, this whole super follows feature, I guess you could make the argument that it's like Netflix, but the difference between a Netflix model and a Twitter model to me is Twitter was always free. You had all of this content, you could just access it. It is what it is, end of story. And now, oh, you need to pay to be a super follower. You need to pay for all of these extra things when it was free before. And to me, that's gonna turn off a lot of people. According to the article, all of this comes after the company set an ambitious goal, ambitious goal to double its revenue by the end of 2023 and grow its user base to 315 million daily active users. But it appears creator cuts won't make a material impact on the company's revenue anytime soon. I don't know, call me crazy, I'm not bullish on Twitter. Uh, MyNBC15.com, mobile TikTok star to be on Jay Leno's show in August. The reason I'm mentioning this is because I am very bullish on TikTok. I think it's going to be extraordinary, um, the growth on that particular platform. I do not think it's like a MySpace. Um, I have a TikTok, I use it. My sister with Chelsea Smith Cosmetics out of Sacramento, California is making a lot of money on TikTok. Um, unlike Instagram, you can actually uh, get some love if you don't have a popular channel yet. The reason I mention this, of course, is because Jay Leno, a cultural icon, is now having a TikTok star on his show. It just goes to show how powerful that platform is. And finally, time.com. Facebook tried to ban Myanmar's military, but its own algorithm kept promoting pages supporting them, according to a report. And the point of me mentioning this is that the algorithms themselves, because they are based on machine learning and artificial intelligence, are going to contradict a lot of the manual actions that the companies themselves are taking, which is to say, that Google local listings are sometimes pulled down by the AI, and then you have to petition a real person to put it back up, but then the AI takes it back down. So this idea that computers are gonna take over, the robots are gonna you know, one day flip a switch and we're all gonna die, 
um, is a little bit sci-fi because what happens before that is this tug of war between manual actions and AI actions. Um, it's not a black and white thing where one day the robots take over. It's slow going, which is to say Facebook is trying to ban me and Mars military, but its own algorithm keeps promoting those pages. And so it's complicated as are all things in this particular incarnation. As I mentioned before, the winner of the National Association of Women Business Owners, Business Owner of the Year. She is a, a friend of mine. I could not possibly say enough amazing things about her. I am thrilled to have her back on the show. She is the tax expert to end all tax experts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Carolina Aponte. <laughs> I absolutely love your introductions. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's go. So what's it like being the queen of, um, it's the national association. This is, you know what I'm saying? This isn't like the North Carolina association. What's it like to be this famous and awesome? Um, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <In the Carolina. laughs> it's pretty cool. You know, when um, sort of when I reflect back, you know, how I started, how I came to this country, you know, at 20 with no high school degree. And then to, you know, be in, you know, in this place where I'm getting uh, awards by my peers um, and some recognition for the work uh, that I do through my company, Caja Holdings. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I am uh, enjoying uh, this time of the year for sure. <laughs> Dude, I mean, because you, you're working on extensions right now because those are going to wrap up October-ish. Um, so it's not like you have no business on your plate right now. But how nice is it to get through the bulk of tax season, right? To be honored with this incredible award and to just just bathe in the glow of your awesomeness. What's that feel like? <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, you're right. The, the tax season, you know, officially over but it's not over because people file extensions and this year was sort of heavier than other years uh you know i think COVID, you know had a lot to do with the fact that people weren't really ready and and feel like they they, they can still get some deductions and and things of that oh i love hi <laughs> for those of you that are wondering who carolina is saying hi to it's my son phoenix who is in yeah, the mix of a art project <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, and so, yeah, so the, it, the extension, there's a little break, you know, we kind of block a few, a few days on the calendar to after the official date is over, go to the beach, which I did enjoy, right. enjoy uh, just being uh, disconnected from, you know, from the business and from everybody else um, and then come back to get an award. Um, you know, by my peers and, and the association, a national association, I feel very proud uh, of, uh, of having that accomplishment, you know, check, next. <laughs> <laughs> How can you top this? How could you possibly top this national award? Oh, um, I have another one. <laughs> you, did, you got another one coming up. What's that one? Um, so it's called Enterprising Women. And uh, it's a it's an international award, um, which is going to be celebrated in in South Florida in November. And uh, I made the list uh, for enterprising women of the year uh, okay. uh, as well. 
I love that. That's amazing. So I'm reminded of a story you shared last time where you were separated from your mom in an airport and there was this dude kind of like 18 year old machista sort of Venezuelan dude. And he wouldn't let you through. And it was a reminder to you that you just got to get out of Venezuela because you just, it's not going to work um, because of just the way you're being treated as a woman. Um, culturally in the United States, we've seen a revolution, um, obviously since the 60s, 60s, women's suffrage, women's rights, et cetera. But recently, um, there's been a pretty incredible change in the cultural dynamic. And I would argue that, um, moving in the next five to 10 years, um, because of the work from home ability, um, it's going to become even more prevalent, which is this, um, autonomy that we all have men too. But because women, by and large, culturally um, have spent more time with dentist appointments and helping with the kids, that sort of thing, um, I think it's it's just going to um, go even faster. So what do you think about women's culture in general in the United States over the next five to 10 years? Um, how is that going to change that kind of work-life balance? Oh, um, you know just being involved, um, you know, with this uh, national organization has really shown me um, some of the hurdles that women face uh, in business. Uh, you know, the, the the NABO, National Association of Women Business Owners, actually has a seat at the table in Washington, D.C. Uh, to advocate for women business owners. And through that, I learned that only 32 years ago, uh, there was a law implemented where women could actually get a business loan without a male signature. And that was only 30 years ago, right? That's which, insane. Right, which seems kind of weird, right? But the point is that now it's fast forwarding, right? Women are taking more um, of a... Um, an advocacy position for themselves and for and for other women. And so, yes, in the next five years, we're going to see um, a lot more women business owners. There already are, you know, in terms of percentage of ownership, women are moving up real fast in that area. And so that's going to, you know, uh, sort of show a shift in not only the economy, but in terms of culture, right? Because it's no longer, it will no longer be a man's world. Uh, women are stepping up and, and getting into leadership roles. And so that I, I'm excited because I have two daughters. Um, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, as a man, um, I look at my daughter, Annika, and of course I want that for her. Are you crazy? Um, she, when she talks about when she, you know, when she gets older, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be an architect or I want to be a business owner. She'll say, because that's what data does. Um, she sees the flexibility that I have, um, with my schedule. She sees, you know, the, the life I live and, and what I do. And, you know, obviously she has every right to do anything that I want to do. I, and if she wanted to be the president of the world, I think she should be able to be the president of the world. She's smart enough. First world president, Annika Kautzman, vote yes. Um, Announced right here. That's right. The, the, the campaign is beginning right now. Um, so, yes, uh, work from home revolution. It changes everything. And you got to understand, like, I had a choice this morning 
to put my kids at the multi-gen center. They didn't want to go. I talked to them last night. I'm like, hey, you guys, because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, it's good for them to be around other kids, but it's also good for them just to spend some quality time. And it's also good for them to see me working and understand the dynamic of working from home. And like right now, for example, I had a conversation with my son. I'm like, okay, buddy, daddy needs this 30 minutes, like no interruptions. And he, excuse me, he came in, he waved, but he was not loud. He forgot to shut the door and that is bugging me. <laughs> I want to shut the door so bad. But, uh, but the point is, and for those of you that are listening, um, it's changed. I like as a business owner, it's easy for me to have my kids run around and maybe have a little bit of them and like noise in the background because ultimately I don't care. I mean, if I have someone in my life that is upset that my child like comes in at some point, they can go take a hike. And now, if my kids are being obnoxious, that's one thing, you know, then I, I'll be in charge of, you know, stopping right, them from right. doing whatever. But I think we're all, because of the pandemic, feeling much more this way. It's not the end of the world if the kids mm -hmm. are around. It's totally fine. Right. You're in your house. It's cool. And for yeah. women in particular, because there's a lot of men that aren't like me. I love having my kids around. I just, I just, time apart from them is sad. I just love having my kids around. Um, and uh, for a lot of women, they have to have the kids around, single moms, th these sorts of vibes. Um, so I, I'm actually really excited to see what the future brings um, in regards to women business ownership. My, my sister owns Chelsea Smith Cosmetics out of Sacramento. She kills it on TikTok. Um, the, the demographics, you know, a, a lot of these social media platforms lean heavily towards women. So women are not only going to have an equal playing field, they're going to have an advantage in a lot of ways. Um, women, and I know I'm being very long winded here. I'll say one more thing, um, which is um, sociologically, and I know this, this is, this is not true of everyone, obviously, but men tend to gravitate towards working with things like playing chess, mm -hmm. like objects and machinery, they tend mm -hmm. to, and women tend to uh, go into roles that are more social, more interactive, nursing, teaching, et cetera. This is obviously not true of everyone, um, but uh, social media is where the money is. And so if you have a natural incl inclination to want to be social, mm -hmm. you got a big leg up nowadays. Oh, absolutely. So it's funny that you mentioned that because, <clears throat> you know, through this uh, experience of becoming an author in, you know, promoting the book, Pave Your Own Way and, yep. you know, posting on social media and doing interviews and all this, all this, uh, you know, uh, new world that we live in. I have people now come to me. I went for the first time to an actual networking event on Tuesday and it was sort of three different chambers that came together to do this big uh, party. Um, and it was rooftop and it was drinks and music and all of the fun stuff that I enjoy, right? And so I, I walk in um, with, a, with a friend, no expectations because it's the first time we're doing a networking event, not sure how you know it was gonna play it out, but it turns out that I knew a whole bunch of people. But as I was walking, towards the you know the the middle or the center of the of the event i have this person come over to me and she's like oh my god you're like a local celebrity i follow you on social media let's go <laughs> and i was i was cracking up because i was that was like off you know like off left field like i wasn't expecting anything like that but it just resonated when you just said this is what we, you know this is where women take a you know a, sort of an advantage position on social media and it's because i take selfies with a lot of people 
And I post because I don't do it about me. I make it about them. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, the, but then people see me and they're like, oh, I saw you. You were at this place. I saw you. You were at that place. Yep. Yep. And it just gets your name and the visibility factor is out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is bizarre to me that uh, we don't have as many women leaders. Um, you know, men tend to be violent. You know, we, we know this. Um, and uh, for many, 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 many years, um, you know, men, men have been in charge. And uh, I, as a man, like I understand the psychology, at least of my own experience. Um, and uh, for me, I think um, it can be summed up in, in this way. Um, we, we have a culture where if I say, God bless you, right? People are totally fine with it. If I say, goddess bless you, people just go cringe. They'll be like, what? Oh, that's so weird. Like, why would you? And then I'll say, okay, well, like if we have a faith-based conversation, I'll say, well, just suppose this person believes in God for the sake of argument. Mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, well, does God have a gender? And they'll say, well, of course not. Like God is beyond gender. It's, you know, then, and then I say, okay, well then why? would oh my goddess why does that cause us to cringe why do we bristle when i would say that you know um and that's because we we have at least through the western lens um of christianity in particular this notion of the father right Mm -hmm. and it's it's very entrenched now um in catholicism like the virgin mary gets a lot of love and like there are feminine sort of elements to that narrative but mm-hmm. culturally it's been and this, this and I'm I'm saying if you're an atheist it whatever like wherever you fall on the spectrum of wherever you happen to be fine I'm saying that culturally in the western world we have been um kind of playing out this story it's, it's been the most popular story for the last yeah, 2000 it's indoctrination, years right it's kind of an indoctrination of a society where you well it's the patriarchy right yeah. the christianity so it's the male figure it's the is the provider is the caretaker and whatnot yeah. and then the women is you know relegated to you know the support of the men yeah. um and and you know it's it's uh, to some extent it's unfortunate because we're all capable regardless of gender, oh, of course absolutely right? regardless of gender we're all capable of many things um especially when we set our minds to uh to achieve something uh, yeah. But I agree with you that there's this um, just uh, un- unspoken uh, sort of belief that everybody gets just based on what you see on TV, right? When you see a TV show, uh, you know, like a comedy sketch, 30, you know, what do they show? The mom and the dad and the kids. And the, the, usually the mom is the one that it's cooking and providing and, and, you know, taking care of the kids. And the dad is the one that comes home from work. You know, he comes home work, uh, you know, and is tired and is getting a beer. And that's what you see on TV. Um, and so that plays into people believing that that's what the role should be. Right. Yeah. And for men, I think, again, going back to the cultural impact of Christianity, it's a sacrifice narrative, ultimately. Like, and a lot of men feel that way. Like, no, I need to, I need to sacrifice. Like, I'm, I like, like somehow more pain is, is better. Like I'm suffering more. Look, look at the hours I'm putting in. Look at, you know, like I'm just really, you know, um, look at a uh, willingness to die for what you believe in, you know, but there's that sort of like underbelly of, of suffering. 
and you know for a lot of men and it's bad for them too you know it's it's like where's the work-life balance for the guys where's the you know the you know just the enjoying your family i mean i love spending time with my family i just I, my kids are just the best i just love it and you know i just not everyone feels that way and that's fine um and the reason i mentioned this um in part is because when we talk about marketing um this is so relevant you know, people have 30 minutes to listen to the show. They've got three hours to listen to Joe Rogan. He's popular. Um, and so I don't buy this narrative that people don't have time. We're all sitting in front of the computer. You put some, you're putting something on in the background most of the time. You know, I don't need you to be looking and feel, you know, or you're driving to work. It's a podcast. That's fine. Um, so really, at the end of the day, what are we talking about? I think we're talking about what makes you worthy of receiving that award. And what makes you worthy is when you wake up in the morning, that thing that drives you, your life story, the way you perceive the world, for lack of a better word, the soul of Carolina Ponte, that is ultimately what we're talking about. And that to me, there's no better advertisement than that. I, I, absolutely. And, you know, there's no better just like as a business owner, nobody can sell your services, your SEO services better than you can't. Um, or that I could sell my, you know, fractional CFO services better than I can. It's the same thing with the individual. Nobody can promote Carolina better than Carolina because this is who I am. And this is what comes through when, you know, when I'm speaking to people. So that drive and that determination is what makes all of those you know, awards and, you know, uh, you know, sort of positive reinforcement for the work that one does um, that makes sense. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about how to market this um, amazing achievement you just received. Have you spoken with a PR professional? Are you currently working with one? Like, because the, I, you know, it's, it's time, you know, this is definitely the moment to um, to promote. So what are you doing? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things that I did, um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a life learner, you know, this from our prior conversation. So, you know, having no high school and deciding to, I'm going to make this career for, you know, for myself, went to school, continue to teach myself and learn take workshops and whatnot. Um, the one thing I did is uh, a PR, um, specialist, um, uh, a PR specialist did a workshop okay. on here's how do you, how do you as a as an entrepreneur um, start putting yourself out there if you're not ready to spend you know the big box or yeah. you're not sure how that's really gonna play into and to be honest they gave such good uh, advice and content that I have my assistant booking stuff for me. I have, you know, so all of this, you know, um, sort of uh, speaking engagements, I'm actually uh, participating on a, on a virtual um, uh, summit um, that's going to happen in July, July 14 um, through the 18, and it's called the Power Up Summit. And it's, um, it's an international summit. There's going to be a whole bunch of uh, speakers, uh, keynote speakers, and then uh, there's little old me uh, doing my thing regarding my book um, and talking mm -hmm. about some of the um, skill sets that you know that I encourage people to uh, to uh, to to work on in order to achieve success. 
Um, and so that's all in the works to, to be able to, like you said, PR, promote myself um, and, and promote the book uh, that I wrote uh, last year. Yeah, I love that. I, um, so there's two things, um, two guests on the show, Elizabeth Pampalone and uh, Tracy Lamori. So Elizabeth recently acquired a company called Pod Scout, where for $275 a month, it gets cheaper if you buy more months. They will uh, submit you to 35 podcasts. So mm-hmm. they'll they'll do all the pitching. They'll get your bio, they'll get the thing, da, 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 da. And so I'm gonna try them out for a month um, because that's a lot of work. Um, I've, I know it because I've, I've done that work before and they've got it all synthesized. So that might be neat for you to kind of like do that if you're not doing yeah. something similar. And then the other thing, and I can introduce you if you'd like. Um, so that's one. Um, and then the other is, so I'm just making a note here, Pod Scout, Carolina. And then the other thing is Tracy Lamori is a PR professional and her claim to fame was, and you can watch her both Elizabeth's and Tracy's episodes um, right here on Marketing is a Foreign Language, mm-hmm. youtube.com forward slash send it rising, um, is she got, helped get someone off of death row. So back in the 90s, there was this gentleman, Jimmy Dennis, who was just reaching out to everyone under the sun to plead his innocence. And uh, she caught wind of what he was doing. And she used the internet in the early days of the internet um, to make a stink, basically. And uh, at the end of the day, she was the reason why these pro bono attorneys ended up taking the case. And they got him off a of death row. So he is out. Like, he is free. Um, and uh, so she's a pretty incredible PR person. And she's relatively inexpensive, too. Um, so Tracy Lamori, you might want to check out one of her episodes, but PR usually is like $4,000 a month, $5,000. It's just like, no. Um, so she's, she's not in that range at all. So maybe a conversation with her might be interesting too. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Like I said, you know, this is, this is kind of a new world for me. Uh, try to promote, you know, one thing is, you know, getting clients for accounting, that's sort of kind of a lot, a little bit easier mm-hmm. uh, than trying to do what I'm, I'm trying to achieve with my book. But, um, you know, the more I listen to and learn from people who are in the industry, the more it makes sense. Uh, what you just talked about, having somebody book you on the podcast, I, I think that's worth um, that money because that does take time and just putting yep. the packages together, you know, because you have to submit your bio and the, and your, you know, your headshots and answer some questions that, you know, if, if, if the person has all that information, they can do that for you a lot, you know, a lot faster mm-hmm. um, than for us to take the time to do that. It's actually, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I'm not doing 35 of those a month, 45. No way. There's no chance. Absolutely no chance. Never going to happen. So there's that, but no, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you that, um, that you nailed this. It feels like now is the time to jump and to, to push that forward. Um, Because with a PR person and as a woman and as an immigrant and as Latina, like you're checking a lot of the boxes that these people um, that um, media outlets are looking for. Mm -hmm. Like they desperately want people like you on the show and you should just, 
you know, exploit that, <laughs> you know, you should just like, like, you know, like they want you, you want them, like, let's go. Just let's like, go. Let's, do, let's do this thing. I'm right and here, baby. She's right here. Let's go. And one more box that you check is the Venezuelan box. People are very interested in Venezuela right now and what's going on. I mean, there's a million different things. So I think, I think you and Tracy could have, because um, when I introduced her to my sister, um, she's like, oh, like the fact that she was a woman is very helpful mm -hmm. uh, because there's a million more outlets um, that you can reach out to, especially women entrepreneurs. People are mm -hmm. like, let's go. Um, so very exciting stuff for you. I, I'm very happy. I, I want to make sure you have a chance to tell folks how to reach you. Um, so why don't you go ahead and, and let them know how they do that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. So uh, my website is my name, carolinaaponte.com. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, recommend that you register for the upcoming uh, workshops that we're going to have uh, on growth mindset, how to ignite uh, your personal success is what's going to happen right after the summer uh, wrap up. And so sign up for at my website and my book is also available there or at Amazon. Um, they have it on paperback and Kindle. Uh, Pave your own way. 13 skills to create your professional success. All right. She's got her pitch down. <laughs> She's like, do you see how that was 22 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me because the, the more you pitch, the more, the shorter it gets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if someone's new, it's like they go for three minutes. People are tuned right. out. You know, like, go around your own thing. way. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny. It's called an elevator pitch. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. Ten thirty a.m. Pacific Standard Time. YouTube.com forward slash Send It Rising. For everyone listening to us after the fact, iTunes and Spotify. You know we love you. We'd love to see you chatting on the live show. But if you can't make it, uh, we get it. You're busy. Do me a favor. Go to youtube.com forward slash Send It Rising. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Do it for the algorithm. Even if the comment just says, hey, liked your show today. Uh, we would much appreciate it. Um, final words of wisdom from Carolina. Um, well, Callan, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation. And I would say, you know, final words is whatever you dream, you can make it happen. Ooh. I'm here to tell you it does happen. <laughs> there you go. From the dreamer. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>